Welcome back to the Casual Heresy Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Michael. We've got a good show for you casual heretics today. We thank you for sticking along and for you to keep on watching our... We thank you for sticking along and <laughs> keep on listening to our podcast. Spencer had a brain fart just then. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> All right. Should we start in a prayer? Yes. Right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for... Michael and my friendship, we thank you for this podcast. We thank you for our listeners. We pray that you keep us all safe and that you guide us in each and every day, in each and every moment, to do your will, even in the small things. Lord, we ask that you guide us throughout everything we do. And we give you all glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So what are we talking about today, Michael? I was going to say nice, Mikey. Nice save, Muffy. <laughs> <laughs> so, those of you who've been listening to us for a while probably have guessed or have a good guess as to our personal political leadings based on our religious religious views um <laughs> but we're going to we're going to shake things up a little bit and talk about the things that historically speaking at least the democratic party supports that yeah. are in line with the teachings of the catholic church a large disclaimer some of these are currently in the process of being Changed by the Democratic Party. So. Eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so you had some things going for you, but you're getting rid of them now. But some of them are still there. So, yeah, that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Are you looking stuff up or something? I'm just, I have I have the Democratic Party platform open. Just so, hmm. reference. I don't know what I'm referencing. My mind that lacks knowledge. You're, you're... I'm the co-host today. <laughs> And um, this is, this is like, <laughs> honestly, uh, there's a lot of very far left stuff on this now that <laughs> I didn't remember the last time that I was here. <laughs> so I'm going to go with, You're we're going to talk about like Y2K Democrats. Democratic Party right now, like most of Americans' political <laughs> spectrum, is kind of. Uh, Should we title it that? Why the twenty first century Democrat? Or yeah, because <laughs> we don't want to say nineteenth century Democrats. They were kind of <laughs> messed up, as were some of the early twentieth century Democrats. As were their whole history. For the right, most part. we're talking about like the Democratic Party of the late twentieth. And early 21st century had a few things that were in line with the church's teaching. And, uh, I mean, so the biggest one that pops to my mind, conceptually, as an idea, would be health care. 
or public? Public health care. Like, that's pretty clearly in line with church teaching mm -hmm. that all human beings have a fundamental right to be cared for. Like, yeah, the, their dignity and worth. Mm hmm. Yeah. The unfortunate reality is at this point, birth control and abortion have been tied to that to a point where the two are. Mm -hmm. Sadly, an unseparable debate because I really wish that we could discuss universal health care without abortion being part of the conversation. Exactly. Because if there was an option to have universal health care that did not involve me paying for other people's abortions with my tax dollars, mm -hmm. I would almost definitely support it. Right. Same. A lot of people would. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's a very good thing. Spencer has left the building. He might come back. I don't know. He's hearing things. It's not you. It's it's me. <laughs> What's another uh, another thing that the Democrats used to line up with the church in the about a decade or two ago? I guess right now they technically still do for immigration. Yeah, yeah, they do. Because I think even the USCCB has put out statements about immigration that are much more in line with the Democratic Party's teachings on immigration than the Republican Party's teaching on immigration. Mm -hmm. So human beings are not to be valued from an economic Standpoint, level alone. Yeah. You know, like obviously there's economic concerns, but like turning away someone's safety based on an economic decision is kind of there's something fundamentally inhumane about that by mm -hmm. definition it's so. like oh people are trying to flee cuba to come here mm -hmm. we're not much better than cuba if we don't let them in yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> i would say I, I would have said education the but. current uh, education agenda of the far left has infiltrated the Democratic Party at this point, but, mm -hmm. but I mean, yeah, historically speaking, the Democrats supported education for all, and that's also yeah. something that's good and supported by the church. But so. now with CRT, mm -hmm. it's just it's honestly the the number of times I was trying to scan through the Democratic Party's platform about education and i saw the word trump like three times and i was just like your party platform is based on the fact that you don't like trump like that's the sad thing is it could have been about education mm -hmm. it could have been about like universal education is a good thing but no it's about that trump bad you could take responsibility for yourself too right that's another discussion. We're not trying to tear them apart. No, actually, we're trying to point out the good things that yeah. the Democrats do. Um, but they have not apologized for anything that they've done. <laughs> they are politicians, though, so being yeah. sleazy is kind of in their job description a little bit. Yeah. wasn't always, though. I mean, I guess... You mean, like, of... ancient Rome? Yeah, I guess When they just, like, stabbed been. each other? It, <laughs> it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't have to be. Like, um, there are saints who are politicians. Thomas More. It's mm -hmm. the only one I can think of right now, but I'm sure there are others. <laughs> I'm sure there are. Could run a quick Google search. Saints who were 
Politicians. What does Google say? St. Thomas More. St. Margaret of Scotland. St. Louis the Ninth. St. Cashmere. There you go. Saints who were politicians. Blessed Lambert Rosenveld. Oh, I'm thinking I'm missing one of the probably the most obvious area that the Democrats are still in line with church teaching. As the death penalty. They are ironically opposed to the death penalty. But a hundred percent for abortion. abortion. So it's like contraceptives. Yeah, it's like so eh, but but I mean they they have the right end of the state and they're against the death penalty for the right reasons. That's the part that's hard. Because it's like, it's a human. Because it's a human being that you're killing, and I'm like, okay. all right. Even if it's a guilty <laughs> human being. Well, yeah, I mean that's but true. A guilty human being is still a human being. I agree with that, but the the logic flawed. Yeah. <laughs> There's no guilty logic human there. being. Yes, we love you. Innocent human being. We kill you. Do not you not real human being. Just a clump of cells. Right? So aren't we all <laughs> But yeah, that death penalty is big, yeah. Cause a lot of I don't understand it. I think if other Christians I'd talk with, I don't know, it feels pretty cut. It's split decision on people that are for or against death penalty. Yeah. Which seems odd. There's like a there's like a bizarre canonical loophole that people use for getting away with being pro death penalty pro death penalty and pro uh, and against immigration and that is that the church says a country has a right to enforce its laws and that's true the church does mm-hmm. say that but I think when the law involves killing someone that's pretty clearly taking it too far mm-hmm. you know that's the entire problem with abortion from the catholic perspective is it is a law that allows murder Mm -hmm. and so is the death penalty it's killing someone yes they're guilty they did something bad at least as far as our legal process is able to prove they did something bad yeah usually something horrible and yes you can argue that life in prison would be worse than dying but that's not your call to make. Mm-hmm. That's why you're not God. It's sort of mind-blowing to think about still. You would kill Jesus of Nazareth, the innocent man, but you would let the two prisoners live. Right? Which, yeah, exactly. It's like, yes, the two prisoners did not deserve to die for being a thief and I think like a revolutionary or something like that, right? Or they were both thieves. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think they are both thieves or something. But that doesn't mean, yeah, I don't know. I just want to understand the logic. And that's where I think people get there. I mean, I, I know so many people who are Catholic and are Democrats. If you avoid talking about politics with them, you wouldn't even know. Like, if you're talking to this person, you're just like, well, I'm at church. I'm going to talk to them about religion. You have a nice, deep conversation about Thomistic theology. You never know, you know? You don't know. And then the next day they're wearing, they come in and they're wearing a sweatshirt that says Bernie or bust. And it's like, hi, oh, (laughs) like, I I, I don't know. Like, I'm not like this, this, the point of this episode isn't to just dump on a particular political party, either one, because like, because you can be middle. Yes. You should be. 
Mm-hmm. There's no reason why you should be fanboying one side yeah. over the other. I think if the current political spectrum in America weren't so polarized, most Catholics would be just smack middle. Mm-hmm. Because we're pro-education, pro-health care, pro-immigration. Pro-life. Pro-life, death penalty and abortion. Mm-hmm. But the country is the political, the two political parties in this country have taken those issues, split them between them, and gone so far in either direction mm-hmm. that we have to choose the ones that are yeah. less evil. And that's literally, that's literally what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Is it's like when you, when I meet a Catholic who's a Democrat, they choose that for them, they believe universal health care, universal education, immigration, justice in immigration are more important than abortion. I disagree. I just hear that this is what we think is best for our family. This is what we think is best for us personally. And I'm like, that's why you elect 3,000 kids that, the 3,000 babies every day. That's why you elect your, you vote for your city alderman and your mayor and your local state representative and local state senator and even your federal representative and your state senator. That's why you vote for those people to represent. You, your family, economically, and economically, socially, the whole mm-hmm. shebang. That's not why you choose your party, because this is why I I don't consider myself a member of a party. Yeah, me That's, either. It's like because that identifies me with a whole host of issues that I either have no opinion on or very much disagree with. And that it, that in itself is illogical because they can have a candidate that's not necessarily having the values of that party. Mm-hmm. There has been, there've been plenty of politicians who go up in the ladder as Democrats, but their policies lean more right. Yeah. Same with the Republicans. vice versa. Yeah. Yep. And I can, mm, I can see conceivably if I had like no, if it, there are there is there exists a hypothetical scenario where I would vote for a Democrat. That is so wildly unlikely that it almost doesn't bear thinking about. Yeah, for me that just has too much thought process up to this point that I, I'm not gonna bother. The one situation where that's legitimate possibility, I'll give you this possibility. Okay, mm-hmm. the scenario. Yeah, you live in a large East Coast or West Coast city. And it is a mayor or alderman election. The people running are only, you have two options, a Democrat and a communist. (laughs) That is easy. I vote for the Democrat. That's not hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like At this point, wouldn't that Democrat be closer to Republicans than... Yeah, like that's, <laughs> to the that's the thing. You always look for the can. I at least I do. I always look for the candidate that most in line with the teachings of the Catholic mm-hmm. Church. And at that point, <laughs> that is easy. The Democrats are far closer to the Catholic Church than the Communists are. Like, that's the kind of that's un, so unlikely at this point because where we live, I don't see communists running for election anytime soon. That did happen, by the way. In New Jersey, in their recent governor election, they had an actual communist running. This individual drew, I think, 1,200 votes in the whole state, which is kind of, I'm glad it wasn't more, but it's disturbing that there are 1,200 communists living in New Jersey. Like, that's, (laughs) 
<laughs> just For amazing. The meme. No, I'm kidding. What a what a what what a difference thirty years makes. You know. Mm-hmm. Go live in China if you. If you're really if you're a communist, go live in a communist country. I mean, Cuba is really close, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> go swim in Venezuela. Like, I I don't know. Why do you live in New Jersey? Like, there are plenty of people that are coming here, risking their lives to get out of those countries. So if you want to not risk your life and just go to those countries, right? go right ahead. Do you ever think about that people in this country who are either communists or fascists are totally taking advantage of the fact that this country allows the freedom to be either communist or fascist? And if this country would operate under either of those systems, You'd be that wouldn't be dead. allowed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you feel oppressed because you're a communist, I'm sorry, you're not. Like, <laughs> so many people in this country, you can get that vibe over social media that mm-hmm. everybody's wham wham, we're all oppressed. And that's dumb because, like, oppression is real, mm-hmm. oppression exists. It's but just you... not very common in the United States yeah, of America. Exactly. <laughs> It, it does happen here. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that. Not for a to second. the extent that it's made out to be. No, and not that the extent that it happens in um, I don't know Southeast Asia, Sub-Saharan Africa, mm-hmm. places where slavery is still legal. Like, yes, in small ways, many people are oppressed, but we we do not live in a slavery-free world. So. Why is our biggest concern whether the communists in New Jersey feel oppressed or not? Like, I took a turn, sorry. I just... yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> no, I think when people listen to me talk, and I'm sure you understand this as well, they often assume that I like, despise the Democratic Party. They probably think that of both of us. Yeah, and I think as a party... I would say the Democratic Party makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Because there was a time not too long ago yeah, where like, it was a genuinely good thing that I probably would have supported. 30 years ago? I've been told from older folks that it used to not be about the party. You didn't yeah. choose. You chose the candidate. Like, none of these social issues were party platform issues. The parties were based on your economic perspective for the most part. Like you either were you wanted the government to spend more on social programs, on federal programs, or you didn't. That was the difference. And you know people are voting without knowing anything because you can ask them a question of the candidate they voted for, what their job was before being this candidate yeah and they won't know the answer yeah it's sad yeah and that's why i think there used to be a lot of catholics who were democrats because those social programs and national federal programs the democrats supported tended to be things like health care and education and freedom yeah in those areas like again freedom is freedom in what we ought to do yeah has that has impact we ought to not kill babies yeah it's still a thing you right now in our country you're free to but that you can't justify 
freedom in America was we had the opportunity to form a completely new nation, right? We were free from any precedent. And I mean, it was the We've first been making progress. It was the first democracy, um, democracy formed since like ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. And maybe there were others, smaller ones in Europe. I think San Marino was a democracy for a while and hmm. Malta, but it, it wasn't because of America. We're free to do whatever the heck we want, regardless of how it affects those around us. Mm-hmm. That's not what freedom is. Freedom is you have the ability to do that. You are free to do right or wrong. And you have the responsibility to choose which is which. I do have confession. I can go to the sacrament of reconciliation. I have that blessing of a sacrament. It doesn't mean I can presume God's mercy through doing actions that are wrong. I'm trying to link it a little bit. Yeah. In the sense of freedom. Yeah. As Catholics, we have sacraments, like, abundantly compared to any other denomination. And we could abuse those to the point where we aren't making use of them properly, like how we use freedom in this country. Yeah. How we word and how we have created the culture in thinking of what freedom is. Mm-hmm. This is what boils down to it is, is it right to say freedom means allowing people to do evil because they have free will and telling them there's nothing wrong with it because they have free will. Is that freedom? That's relativism. Right. So then which lacks everything that this country is structured in like this this country is structured in a sense where you can't have structure if you have relativism at all there is no structure to it because everybody has their own thing exactly and within this context i think pretty much the same couple things that we mentioned the entire episode are also where democrats are correct in their definition of freedom people in america should be free to have an education Mm-hmm, people exactly. in America should be free to have access to health care. People around the world should be free to come to America if they so choose. Home of the free. Land of the brave. But people also have a right to live. Mm-hmm. Criminals and the unborn alike. And you're dealing with one party that's okay with killing criminals and one party that's okay with killing the unborn. You just look as I'm sure we've mentioned on the show before, you look at the numbers. And yes, not even close. the death penalty is wrong, mm-hmm. fundamentally. But there are not nearly as many people being killed because of the death penalty as there are because of abortion. And honestly, if Democrats could see that, they would probably never lose another election. I almost guarantee it. Because the number of people in this country that are just passively okay with abortion on the scale that it's present in our country currently is incredibly low. I think something like only 23% of Americans support taxpayer funding of abortion. Hmm. So it's just... And abortion links to so many other disasters. Right. Trafficking and everything. They can just abuse the abortion industry Mm -hmm. to just get use out of it. And again, they link it to health care. They say, we want universal health care. Okay, yes, good. But... 
Killing somebody is not healthcare. That's not healthcare. And now I can't support your awesome healthcare idea because you put evil in it. Evil. Oh, could it be Satan? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. This our culture is still we are a democracy, but our culture is still very dangerous, especially for Christians. I mean, heard the story of a man who in communist China in the underground church had mass at his house and they got caught. But he had everybody leave, but he stayed because it was his home. Then the military or whatever, the, the local law enforcement or whatever was there. And trying to, they busted in and tried to get him to tell them where the priest was. Where the people went. And dude didn't budge. Dang. He got tortured for weeks. I think it was like three or four weeks. Yeah, this man didn't budge. He must not actually know. We'll let him go. And that was after just constant, like, torture. And they did everything in their power to try to get him to spit it out, if he actually knew. But he didn't say a word. He, he didn't spill the beans. Because he had that much of a Catholic faith. And he loved Mother Church enough not to... Because he knew. He knew where, where the priest was. He knew where the people were. But if he told them, if he told the communists where the catholics were then he knows they wouldn't get the sacrament and that they would probably be killed and he saw that as a worth it's worth more for me to get tortured for three weeks than to lose the sacrament for other people and then this man comes to america and he comes to america with his family and he quickly finds out that he can make pretty good money here and he loves the freedom the freedom is great here compared to china you can actually do stuff here. And so he's making a lot of money and he he thinks about it. And he's like, he still, he's, he still goes to mass every week, but he, he used to go. I forgot to mention this. He used to go to mass every day. Obviously, if he has mass at his house, you're going to mass every day. <laughs> right. He comes here and quickly, course of like a year, stopped going to mass every day. And it just kept it to a, a weekly basis thing, you know, Sunday obligation. But he quickly found out that the more you work, the harder you work, the more money you can make. And then he ended up becoming a priester on Christmas and Easter. And then from what I've heard, he just stopped going to Mass. And what our, our culture did, th this is what you have to be able to see. What all our culture in America did to this guy, this Catholic man, this devout Catholic, our culture stripped him of his faith just with our culture, like, just with how we live, with our freedoms, right? What communist China couldn't do, our culture did to him, and our culture didn't even have to try. Just did it. It just happened. So corrosive. It's, some, it's a story that Father Mike Schmitz said in a talk. It's like, wow, what communist China, physical and emotional torture yeah. on, on this man, couldn't do our culture did without even trying he just comes over here to live and figures out that the harder he works and the more he works the more money he can make because that's a lot different in china that's not the case and you don't get the freedom of doing what you want exactly so the point being our culture is dangerous 
and in a sense of we can overload those freedoms into being exaggerated and exalted to things that they're not it's an amazing story yeah. kind of a sad story mm-hmm. i was just like my eyes were starting to get a little fuzz it's like, like if i kept he, going deeper or something i probably he, would have started tearing up he's like he went through weeks of torture mm-hmm. to escape to freedom only to have america's current version of freedom corrode away his faith mm-hmm. like that's sad that's more than sad that's like it's just how much we value money in this country how much we value things how much we devalue religion how much we value the opinion of the individual over objective truth up to this point because he had objective truth what we think is objective truth what he thought was objective truth maybe what he still thinks but he has turned himself into has chosen either his own desires worldly desires or just money itself or fame or whatever into the god that he serves rather than jesus of nazareth as his lord and we all have that choice we all have temptations that come our way and there can be good that come out of that actually out of temptations we can grow can say yes to the good things and no to the bad things even when times get tough saying no can help us actually grow closer to the lord and actually gives us more strength the easiest times to live out the catholic faith are when it's the hardest to live out the catholic faith and the hardest times to live out the catholic faith are when it's easy to live out the catholic faith yeah it's like it's so easy to live it out in low spots you know yeah you can you go to the church Mm -hmm. you're desperate for it you're starving spiritually you fight for it if you're all if, in if you need to fight for it it's something you fight for it's your faith mhm but, but when it's everything is fine and your your life is completely in order and nothing is going wrong that's when it's hardest to go to church that's when it's hardest to live out the faith i got this summer job and i'm just working all the time trying to make money for school I'm working 12 hours on sunday it's tough to find mass have to go all the way to Nina. Is that a village? <laughs> Wink. Yeah, it's next to Yorkshire. <laughs> Nina, England. Near England? Oh, okay. It's so tough to keep our faith when everything's easy. You're totally right, Michael. Just from living out my faith, I would say pretty devoutly in the last two and a half, three years. It totally hits it. <laughs> That's how it is. I used to get all the emotions and stuff. You know, all the goosebump feelings and all that. I don't really get that anymore. Not as much as I used to. And sometimes I think, maybe it's just I'm not that into it anymore. Like, I just know it's true. But I don't think it's that I'm not into it. It is that I just know, convinced to the point where I don't even have to think a speck about it. Mm Mm-hmm. This is it, regardless of my emotions. It's almost like you don't need it to be handed to you in that directly anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you don't need the faith to be so viscerally experienced. I don't need another... I don't need another Sikh conference. Yeah, you don't need another... I don't need another um, emotional high. You don't need another St. Paul on the road to Damascus. You need to be 
St. Paul on the road to Corinth. Mm. It's easy to go back to the road to Damascus and sit there and hoping you're blinded again because that was cool. It was easy to believe when God was speaking to you in a booming voice. Mm -hmm. When you could just see all of the works that was done Mm -hmm. very clearly. But if you've already had that conversion, then you'll find it's the easiest to live out the faith when you're in the tough spots. Mm -hmm. Just any time. I don't think it would affect it at all. Like, there's obviously times of trial, but... The times of trial are, are the, the tough spots. But those, yeah, those times just don't even... Can you imagine if, if you had your conversion, and then it was just like, ta-da, that's it. Just go to church on Sunday. Believe. And eat s'mores. You'll never have to worry about anything again. What kind of depth of faith is that? Once saved, always saved. I mean... <laughs> You're right in the sense that once you're saved, you are actually saved, but you falsely believe that you're saved right now. Right. (laughs) Because you ain't saved until you're in heaven. Your soul is like wet cement. And when you die, it's going to harden. And you best be hoping there weren't like animals rolling around in that wet cement. Amen. Because you're going to be stuck like that forever. 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 On that note. <laughs> Would you like to end us in a closing prayer, Michael? Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this time of discussion. We ask you to bless this beautiful country and guide its leaders personally, that they may grow closer to you and in their work that they may lead the country closer to you. We ask you to bless our listeners. We ask you to stay close to all of them. We ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As always, send us comments, topics for discussion, thoughts, your your afternoon ramblings just how how you're doing send to the casually dot heretical at gmail.com that's our official email support us on patreon follow life cheers on youtube instagram tiktok whatever you follow people on just not in real life that's creepy um unless you want to come visit but you don't know where we are so I can't. Um, be pretty cool. So, until next time, from us to you, God bless. Peace.